All right, guys. So thank you so much uh, for tuning in for another episode of Alchemy Yourself. Um, this is episode two of season three. Um, I have some really bad news for you guys. I literally just finished recording like a 28-minute episode. And then when I went uh, to kind of look at the editing and uh, see, somebody gave me a call. And unfortunately, I record this on my phone, which I know I shouldn't do, but my laptop is acting up. And when they gave me a call, it cut the entire recording down. Um, so this is again, a lesson of why I break my episodes up, um, and have ads in the middle because it gives me the chance to at least save some of my work. If some stuff actually did get cut, but anyways, that's not you guys' problem. So what I decided to do is I'm going to give you guys just a real quick, like fire through version of everything that I just kind of hit on. Um, just because again, it was, it was more of an elaboration on the first episode in terms of the mysteries of prehistory and why I chose to do that. Um, and a little bit for you guys to work on in terms of homework that I think would be interesting um, and might give you some insight. And so basically, uh, the reason I really turned back to prehistory was I was on my way uh, in my journey, very deep in the esoteric understanding of the ancient Egyptians, um, kind of understanding their hieroglyphs in different forms. Um, you know, they have about four different interpretations for each hieroglyph. Um, or each phrase, and, and you know that they have in their works, which which could be applied to different scenarios, and it really just was dependent on the level of initiation that you were at, and kind of where you were found, and whether or not you were part of the groups. Um, I was there, and and I realized that there was an issue with what they were saying. There was there was a lot of kind of encumbrance with what they were sharing. There was a lot of things that didn't make sense. The ancient Egyptians within themselves had about three different cosmologies that evolved, ultimately landing into the Osirian mysteries. The Osirian mysteries and the Dionysus mysteries are one and the same. Most people don't understand that, but that is 100% the case. Dionysus is Osiris uh, and vice versa. Um, which shows really that there is no power in the Osirian kind of drama. There is no truth in the Osirian drama because this Osirian drama was already made once the matriarchies and the priestesses who had this information, who gave this information and who, who literally maintained it and defended it, um, were, were, were kind of purged, right? So now you had a whole bunch of guys that were trying to act. And they, when, I, when I say guys, I mean the priests who were trying to be like priestesses because they were trying to tap into the same energy that women have been tapping into through the womb, through their menstruation rites, through their connection with the moon, through their connection with the earth that just men don't really have. So these priests were trying to basically tap into those things with these rituals, they would use the, the you know, the, the women, you know, they would keep them in these, in these, and by women, I mean like prophets, uh, prophetesses and, and priestesses. They would use these women's understandings, they would use these, these visions, these kind of um, prophecies, and then they would run with it for political gain. Um, and that was basically when you study ancient Egypt in terms of the modern perspective of ancient Egypt, like when you know them as what they are, that already had happened. In other words, like they were already in their decline by the time the Romans and, and, and the French and all these people came in. I mean, Egypt was in decline when, when they started switching from, you know, from when, when Set was the original Horus to then Horus and, and, and the sun god and, and, and all these sky gods and then, you know, the, the eventual, um, you know, tossing down and, 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 and usurpation 
um, or usurpation of 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 you know the 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 snake energy and the snake goddesses and and, and these goddesses. Um, you know, Isis's original uh, portrayal was a a woman with dreads uh, with two snakes hanging by her sides. Um, and 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 again, so. You know, by the time the ancient Egyptian understanding of things was there, I mean, it was already kind of, I don't want to say powerless, but it was already being used the way, the very same way it's being used today. It was being used to kind of milk people that actually had this gift, um, you know, get the answers, get the truth from them, get them to tap into the, the, you know, their higher self, find out what needed to be done and then go and take that information and act as if you were the conduits for that. Um, and for those of you guys that don't believe me, um, you know, a very popular modern movie um, that came out a couple of years ago, The 300, actually depicts this perfectly. I mean, right, the, the Oracle at Delphi was one of these priestesses that I talk about, um, and it's one of the most popular stories in the Greek pantheon and cosmology, the Oracle at Delphi. The Oracle at Delphi um, was, was a snake oracle. She was, a, she was, a, 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 she was t- uh, tied to Pythia. She was tied to the Python. And so she was tapping into to that energy, that kundalini, that primordial energy. And these priests were just basically there to take money, right? Like they were keeping her captive. And, and Leonidas goes up the mountain and he, you know, he even comments, he's like, these swine, like they only do it for money. Like hidden in plain sight. They literally are telling you what happened. They're telling you that at one point, the priesthoods overthrew the matriarchy in order for them to be able to become the stewards of the knowledge but they knew that they had to keep the woman because they understood that they did not have that connection, right? So when I came upon all of this, I mean, I had a choice. I could either continue with my understanding and continue pushing forward and say, hey, you know what? It is what it is. I've already known this much. I can't really go back on it. Um, or I could really take a step back and understand that I wasn't really doing anything with this information that just because it was comfortable for me to maintain two and a half years of understanding and and what I thought I knew, you know, I knew that I couldn't do it. Uh, I knew that I couldn't do it. And so that is one of the main reasons why I started pushing more and more and more into the shamanic understanding, into the prehistory. Um, and that's where, you know, that's, that's where I'm, I'm at now. Um, and there's a lot of information that I have that I want to share with you guys, but ultimately, the truth about it is I cannot share information unless you guys are really doing the work to kind of get yourselves where you need to be to be able to get this information yourself, understand that process and blah. You know, I could sit here and I could tell you 50 different things that are facts. But if you have not done the work, you will probably react through impulse, through ego, through anger, and you'll and you'll miss the message. You'll miss the understanding that this that this information gives you. The true spiritual power behind this information is the fact that you need to have an understanding of who you are so that you don't lose yourself in the face of this information. That's just what it is. You know, that's just what it is. You cannot lose yourself in the face of this information. And if you are not prepared mentally and you are really still, you know, tethered to to belief systems, you're not going to see it. The truth will come and smack you in the face and then you, you will not see it. You just won't see it because you're not ready for it. It'll be too challenging in terms of the switch of perspective that it requires of you and, the, and what, it, what it requires for you to truly change in your daily life, right? I, um, I, I remember having a whole bunch of people, you know, they were always talking about the ego and, oh, you know, 
Oh, this person's ego. Oh, he's driven by the ego. Listen, everybody has a fucking ego, guys. All right? Everybody has an ego, okay? Everybody has an ego. The point is not to kill your ego. The ego is not the enemy. The enemy is what prevents you from seeing things through your own eyes, which oftentimes the ego just helps, but it's not the problem. It's not the problem. The problem is the perspective that you have that you refuse to let go of, which is what? Which is that all the information that you were given as a child was true. That all the things that you think you know of in the world today is true. And unfortunately, it just is not. It just is not, right? And, and, and that bothers people because it would require to have to actually do some digging for yourself instead of being spoon-fed answers by your government or your school or your teachers, right? There's been an entire cover-up in human history on our actual history, on the truth about humanity. Um, and again, it's only really for people that want to know the truth. Most people are okay with finding out absolutely nothing, going about it day by day, and just dealing with it. And these people are the ones that are most miserable, to be honest, because they're depressed. Half of the things they buy is because they're anxious. Half of the things that they do is because they want to forget about the fact that they're anxious. So they live in their own bubble of anxiety and they want that because that's where they're comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And my podcast is not for those people. My podcast is not there for comfort. My podcast is not there for you to, you know, sit here and, 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 and kind of just understand. It really is at the end of the day, a podcast that has to do with the truth. And if you really want to know the truth, then you can go ahead and follow the crumbs that I lay. Because at the end of the day, I'm laying crumbs as I find out my truth. But I lay crumbs that are objective. I don't sit here and try to convince you about the way I view the world or the moralism that I have or don't have. Because I don't, I don't believe in moralism. I believe in natural law. And, and, and when, you know, I'll make an episode on that to clarify that. But human moralism is one of the reasons why everybody is so stuck on stupid. Because someone convinced you that you knew or that someone above you that makes laws knows better from right or wrong and then they edit them as it goes along so that you don't see the game that's being played. The game that moralism is. So anyways, again, like I said, guys, I had recorded about 20 more minutes of this. Um, I just kind of spat fire everything that I had touched on because I really did feel like it's necessary for you guys to hear about some of the things that I touched on just for your consideration, just so you can sit there, consider it, understand it, um, and, and maybe, you know, look it up if you felt called to it. Um, but moving forward, um, one of the things that I'm going to be touching on is Dionysus. Like I said, absolutely going to dive into Dionysus um, and, the, and the mysteries because these mysteries were literal drunken orgies, right? Like that's what the, that's what the followers would do. They used to get drunk and then they'd go to orgies. And it's, and it's crazy. And it's crazy because that's, you know... It's more to it, obviously. There's more of an esoteric thing to it. But, but ultimately, you know, that's what the Greeks took from the deep secrets that were handed down from ancient Kemet. Um, you know, they, they took it as, okay, we're just going to get drunk and tap into some crazy-ish, man. Um, so very interesting. Very interesting stuff. But um, yeah, guys, listen, I, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, as, as I had said before, you know, uh, with, with the whole quarantine thing, it's been very hard to, to consistently put out uh, new stuff just because I don't really feel called to it. And I've been taking this as a time for kind of rest and development, you know, rest, development, um, uh, uh, contemplation, 
you know, healing, true healing, shadow work. Um, I literally have not been picking up books. I think I picked up a book two days ago um, in the past 30 days because I have enough information in my head. It's more about the wisdom that comes from application, the wisdom that comes from contemplation on this information. So again, I appreciate you guys very much for tuning in. Uh, you can expect a couple of episodes hitting this March. I mean, this May probably going to drop about three before the month is over. Um, and then, you know, as soon as the summer comes in, I always get hit with some with some new stuff that, that I, I'm definitely going to want to share. So tune in. Um, another heads up, uh, May 22nd, season one and season two of The Alchemy of Self is getting taken offline. Um, if you guys, you guys have until May 22nd to go through the episodes, listen to them if you want. Um, after May 22nd, I'm going to be charging $8 for season one and season two. It's a total of 26 episodes. Um, and, and the reason that I'm taking it off is because, again, I want to take the podcast in a different direction. Um, the information that's on there is great. It's still 100% valid. None of it was, you know, I never I never spoke about anything that, that was um, subjective or that was kind of like, oh, well, this, this might not work. Um, and it was never dependent on a belief system. So the information is 100% valid. It just doesn't match where I want to take the podcast. It's not the topics that I, that I feel I should be expanding my energy on. Um, so yeah, if you guys are interested in that, like I said, you can reach out to me. You can send me a message. Um, you can follow the alchemy of self on Facebook. You can follow the alchemy of self on Instagram. Um, and yeah, yeah, definitely just send me any feedback, any questions that you guys may have. Um, you guys know I'm always open for that. I'm, and I'm always welcome to, to kind of hearing where my audience is at in terms of the information that I'm sharing. I know sometimes I can share a lot. And so if, if, you know, that's an issue, like I would love to just hear kind of anything that you guys um, feel that I could do a little bit better so that you could grasp some more, right? Because the whole point of it um, ultimately is for me to leave a recording for myself of where I was at, but also I don't want to be sharing gibberish that people just listen to for 20 minutes and don't get anything of value from. So again, family, thank you so much. I appreciate you all. I hope everybody's staying safe during this quarantine. I say, fam.